What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Thank you guys uh, for enjoying last week's episode with Drew. He was awesome. He's hysterical. He's a genuine fella. Uh, also, thank you for uh, humoring me during my little stream sabbatical. I took what I've been calling a streamcation. Uh, haven't streamed the last two weeks. I am coming back. We are streaming Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Wednesday night, 7 p.m., and then other days to be determined in the future. Reminder, now's a good time to start plugging it. It's getting pretty dang close. Ah, uh, my birthday stream, November 20th. My 30th birthday is November 19th, but November 20th, it is a Sunday. We are streaming Pokemon Scarlet or Violet, not both, that's impossible. Um, we're gonna stream one of them, we're gonna have a dandy of a time. Not quite sure of the start time yet, but just keep November 20th wide open. You have family plans? Screw them. You have plans with your girlfriend or boyfriend? Fuck them. Come hang out with me. Thank you. Uh, today, we're not going to waste any more time. Finest is coming on Friday. The program is upon us. It is It is on its way. And I. it's always the best content drop of the year, at least it has been recently. I'm super stoked for it. A couple of quick ground rules. As you can see, look at this. I did research on this. Look, look at all this crap. Uh, but some quick ground rules. Keep in mind that the finest is not just one per team. That uh, One per team will be part of the program, but there will almost certainly be henchmen. There will be finests uh, available in the events. Uh, there will be a collection finest. There will probably be finest packs, at least there have been in the past. There will probably be teams with two, three, maybe even four finest cards. The list that I have compiled here, visually, that you're seeing... Um, with some exceptions, cards that have previously gotten 99s are not getting finest. Okay? Some exceptions. Uh, I tried to keep in mind all of the higher cards that have recently come out, or, or even in the past, and tried to be like, ah, well, even, you know, a 97 of this guy is not going to be much different than a 99 of this guy. So, we'll just move on. Uh, lastly, because the World Series is not finished yet, go Phillies, because you're not the Astros. Woo! As you can tell, I'm enthused. Um, I'm thinking ahead for who I think will get World Series slash postseason cards for Houston and Philadelphia, which is why my predictions are not 100% uh, uh, accurate to the regular season, because I think some of those guys will get better postseason cards, if that makes sense. Okay, so let's jump right in. We're starting with Baltimore. I think, so I should also explain this. I have given every single team two finest options. I think my left column... My left column is the number one, without a shred of a doubt, finest card that they're getting. I personally think with the way content has been, every single team is going to get at least two. I could be totally off base because teams like the Miami Marlins exist. But I think every single team is going to get at least two. It's going to be nutty. It's not all finest cards are created the same, of course. But I think every team is going to get two because that would make a lot of people happy. But I think Baltimore's top tier is going to be Adley Rushman. He had a fantastic season. Uh, yeah, he's got some icky splits versus lefties on this live series card. He had an 807 OPS. He had a fantastic rookie season. He's great in the field. I think they're going to juice him to the gills. He's a switch-hitting catcher. I personally don't love Adley Rushman's swing, but for a lot of people, this is going to be an endgame catcher. So, cool card on its way. And I think the second one's going to be Felix Bautista. I'm kind of shocked he hasn't gotten any sort of monthly card, even a henchman card. Listen, he was automatic for the uh, Orioles this year. Opponents hit 167 against this man with a 0.93 whip. His splitter is filthy gross nasty. 
I think he's getting a card. I think I think SDS is going to do a really good job of making sure we get relievers in this program. So Felix Batista is getting one. For Boston, Raphael Devers has that 99 lightning. I know that was only indicative of one month, but I don't know how much better they can make a Rafi Devers. So I think it's going to be Xander Bogarts. He had a very, very strong year. Hit 307 with a 377 OBP. Pretty good in the field. Listen, he's going to be a free agent. He earned whatever money is coming his way. And I, I personally love Xander Bogarts' swing. I P5'd his 96 overall. So if this card is disgusting, who knows? He might sneak his way onto the team. Probably not, because Jimmy Rollins is better, and so is the new Trevor Story. But hey, hey, I can dream. Uh, and also, if we had to give him a second one, we're going to go reliever again. John Schreiber. You never heard of this guy? I don't fucking blame you. I, I didn't hear of him until like halfway through the season. He throws a sinker. He actually has a glitchier release in real life than he does in the game. But he had a 2-2-2 ERA, lots of twos, in 64 games. He's, he's very effective. You look up and down the stats for the Red Sox. Boy, oh boy. Sorry, Red Sox fans. You're, you guys suck this year. Um, I think John Schreiber, though, is deserving of a lesser finest. For the Yankees, look, Judge has a 99. Cole has a 99. Severino didn't pitch enough, but I love Severino. Rizzo has a 99. Bader has a 99. That leaves us with nasty Nestor and his beautiful mustache. He throws a cutter. I wish that there was a way in MLB to show to kind of like manipulate the windups because Nasty Nestor would be great. Listen, is Cortez going to be a pitcher that you use? Probably not. He doesn't throw hard enough. But we live in a world in which Nestor Cortez is going to have a cracked 99, and I fucking love it. He had a .92 whip over 158.1 innings. Do you know how hard that is as a starting pitcher who throws 91 miles an hour? That's really hard. Nasty Nestor is a crafty, crafty pitcher. And I think the second one, because of all the aforementioned 99s, we're going to dig deep down the Yankees' inventory here. Deeper still. Deeper still. He's only a 70 live series, but give my boy Wandy Peralta a fucking good finest card, man. Lefty, nasty, 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 nasty changeup. Held lefties to a 155 batting average this year. Wandy Peralta was a horse in the playoffs. He was a go-to guy for Boone all year. And no one knows who the hell he is. Give this man a finest card. I would be so thrilled if they did. Tampa Bay. We don't have to look very far. Shane McClanahan. He has an all-star card. No one wants to use him because of his pitch mix, which sucks. And his delivery, which also sucks. But Shane McClanahan was disgusting this year. 194 strikeouts at 166 innings. It's pretty good. And Jason Adam. Jason Adam was at as lockdown as it comes. 63 innings, 1.56 ERA, struck out some dudes. He's not going to have a good pitch mix. So Tampa Bay is unfortunately going to get two essentially useless finest cards. But I think Jason Adam deserves it. I didn't want to go out of the inventory. There we go. We're back. Toronto. So, I know everybody wants their 99 Vlad Jr. I don't think we're getting it in finest. I think... Somehow, they're going to give us a throwback 99 Vlad. I could be wrong. I could be a big, fat idiot. But I think the top finest is going to be Alec Manoa. Really burst onto the scene this year. Manoa was a star in the All-Star game. Miked up. He was great. 196 innings. 2-2-4 ERA. Throws us a sinker. Throws out of the stretch, which is actually kind of nice. It speeds games up. Will he be meta? Probably not. Maybe they add a fifth pitch. I don't know. But Alec Manoa had a great season. And guess who led Toronto in OPS? 
Danny Barnes. Danny Jansen himself was insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Had an 855 OPS, was just knocking balls around the park. Toronto had two excellent catchers this year. Imagine like a 98 or 99 Danny Jansen. He has a sweet swing. I love him in Battle Royale. Is it likely? No. I'm taking some stabs here. But I'm going to keep this piece of paper. And I'm going to cross-reference when all the finest come out. I'm going I'm going out of left field, Danny Jansen. Also gives you another catcher, which is hard to find in finest sometimes. To Chicago. Dylan Cease, who just continuously gets hoed by San Diego Studio. Uh, I don't know how they can look past him this time. 227 strikeouts, 184 innings pitched. Chicago had very few bright spots this year. He was one of them. If they could find him a way to, to give him one of the meta pitches, sinker or cutter, especially if they give him outlier, does live, his live series doesn't have outlier. If they give him outlier, he'd be nasty. Uh, and then this one was hard. Tim Anderson was on the track, but he kind of didn't play a ton. Eloy just got a 98. Lou Bob was hurt all year. Hendricks was up and down. Lance Lynn was not good. So we're going to Jose Abreu, former MVP. Jose Abreu hit 304, 378 on base, 824 OPS. Will he be back with the White Sox next year? I don't know. I don't really care either. But he, he is an underrated player, even after winning an MVP. So give Jose Abreu a 98-99. Even if it's high contact, like hundreds, 105 power, I think he'd be fun to use. The Guardians. Now, J-Ram, for some reason, I'm going back, hasn't gotten better than his home run derby card. I think that's criminal. So J-Ram is about to get an absolutely incredible, incredible finest card. I just I can't wait to see it, because he might be a lineup lock. With the way his swing is and his power, oh God. J-Ram this year at 29 homers, 126 RBI, can play, as you, as you see, third, second, short, and left field. Not right field, just left. Um... Uh, I'm just, I can't wait for this card. I think Jose Ramirez has the potential to be one of like a top five to eight cards of the drop without seeing the attributes, obviously. Um, and then there's options like Andres Jimenez. He had a great year. I don't think he gets it. Shane Bieber, another great year. I honestly don't think he gets it. I think it's got to go to Emmanuel Classe. He had a 167 batting average against and a 1.36 ERA. Now, there's somebody else that if the Guardians are going to sneak in a third one, I think I'd be remiss not to mention Stephen Kwan. I am blown away. This man did not get a postseason card. Honestly, kind of shocked. I just assumed he would because he was a demon. Shout out to the show noob who just pulled Jose Ramirez right after we talked about him. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, Stephen Kwan... He's a high contact, low power, insane fielder with very good speed. This live series card only has 72 speed. I think he's faster than that. Only has 86 in the field. I honestly think he deserves mid to high 90s in the field. I think Stephen Kwan with his 298 batting average and his 19 stolen bases is going to get some sort of finest recognition. If it's only two, I think it's going to be J. Raymond Classe, but Stephen Kwan should find his way into some sort of diamond card. He, he has to. I'm shocked he has not yet. Uh, moving to Detroit, I'd rather just skip them. But instead, we're, we're going to get another catcher. It's going to be Eric Haas. Um, he kind of sucks, as do most of the Tigers. But Haas this year hit 254 with 14 home runs. Javier Baez was a total waste of a contract. He was terrible. Uh, Tarek Skubal, or Tariq Skubal, I always say his name wrong, 
was on track for having that type of great year, but then got hurt. So it won't be him. Uh, we're going to give Eric Haas a card. And then I think Andrew Chafin is a pretty good outside shot at getting one. Nice lefty reliever to add to the bullpen. He had a 2.83 ERA. He was he was far from uh, the best reliever in the game, but he was pretty reliable for Detroit. And that says something because most pitchers are not. Um, again, wish we could just skip him. See, it's, I'm yawning. Sorry, I'm yawning through Detroit. I'm yawning through Detroit because it's so shitty. Uh, but we're going to move on to an actually, shockingly, slightly more exciting one. The Kansas City Royals had a couple players who really shined this year. And I think their top finest is going to be Bobby Witt Jr. I think this Bobby Witt Jr. has low-key potential at being very, very good. 20 homers, 80 RBI, 30 steals as a rookie. His pitfalls. He doesn't get on base nearly enough. He had 30 steals despite a below 300 on base percentage. So his vision and discipline might be a little low. Discipline being low, we don't give a shit about. Vision being low, beware. Just beware. It's not a killer, but just beware. Uh, as you can see on his live series card, his contacts and powers are pretty balanced across the board. It's almost a straight line. So I like that. I like that. I think Bobby Witt has the potential to actually be a pretty fun card. Third base with shortstop secondary. He's going to have max speed. I don't know. Give him to me. And then Salvi Perez. Every year he seems to be the finest because Kansas City sucks. He had a quote-unquote down season. Not really. He was still excellent. Uh, his swing is a fan favorite. It's simply immaculate. Even if this is a 97 or a 98 finest card, going to be a ton of fun to use. He'll probably be max or close to max versus lefties. Um, I think Salvador Perez is pretty obvious here. If it's not Bobby Wood, it's Salvador Perez. It should be both. That's how I'm looking at it. Minnesota. Sorry, your finest card is Luis Arias, but it is. He uh, was the AL batting champ. Because of some shenanigans, if I do say so myself. But it's fine. I'm not bitter. Um, this card is going to have max contact with like 90 power versus right. And it's going to suck. It's going to be... He's got a nice swing, actually. It's just unfortunate that his attributes are so bad. Plus, at first base, he had 52 fielding. Which is shockingly low. All you have to do is stand there and catch it. Um, so, Luis Arias. But the more exciting finest that we'll almost certainly get... Johan Duran... Um, I've been waiting for the 98 or 99 version of this card. He has been absolutely electric all year. 89 strikeouts in 67.2 innings. The card's going to be disgusting. He's going to have outlier on his fastball and his splitter. His curveball is an... Uh, sorry, not his curveball. His cutter is an incredible velocity drop from his fastball. Makes it a real weapon. You get a lot of weak contact with that. Duran's going to be disgusting. Some people, a lot of people, still use the Tops Now 85 that came out in fucking... When did that come out? May? Let's see. Let's look. Let's let's use our heads. Let's use our heads. What? Wait, was it? What number was it? Hello? What overall is that Duron? Oh, 85. I'm looking at 95. I'm a dumb fuck. Um, it was 87. I'm still wrong. It came from... I don't even know. May. It came from May. That was a really shitty way of looking at it. Trust me, I play this game all the time. Uh, Houston. As I said... We're going to remember that there's postseason stuff. I think Kyle Tucker, Framber Valdez, and a couple members of the bullpen, at least as of now, are getting postseason cards. I also think Jeremy Payne is going to get a postseason card. So that leaves the finest, because remember, we already have 99 Jordan. We already have, I think it's a 98 or 97 Bregman. He could also get a postseason card too. He's had a great World Series so far. Great postseason overall. So I think 
The uh, first finest is going to be Jose Altuve. He's had a god-awful postseason. So that means this is his route of getting his 99. He had a really good year. He hit exactly 300 with 28 homers, played great second base. Um, They're going to have to try to give us middle infielders somehow. So Jose Altuve is a pretty good way to go. And then secondly, Justin Verlander. They have not given us the cracked 99 Verlander. I think it would be better if they gave us the flashback one. But they're going to give us a 99 finest. Hopefully they give him that cutter. I, they're not going to give him outlier. This Verlander, unfortunately, I don't think will be as good as last year's. Last year's Verlander was just a menace. He was my favorite pitcher to use. Um, this Verlander will be fine. I don't think it will be nearly as good as that one. Los Angeles don't have to look any farther than these two fellas. I hope this 99 Mike Trout that they're about to drop upon our faces, which could be the finest collection, by the way. I don't think it will be, but it could be. 99 Mike Trout is going to be insane. He had 40 home runs in 438 at-bats. That is just stupid. Give me 125s across the board, Mike Trout. I don't care if it's a lie. I don't care if he didn't earn it this year. He got damn close. So give it to me. And then Shohei. The only thing holding me back from Shohei is that I don't know why we haven't gotten the Takashi Shohei yet. I just feel like it's fucking obvious. So... If we're not getting that, we're going to get a finest Shohei because he was incredible this year and he is the LOL runner-up MVP to Aaron Judge. I don't know why, I'm going to stress it again, why we haven't gotten the Takashi Art 99 Shohei as some sort of Takashi collection or overall collection. I'm stunned. Seemed too easy. The cover has already been created of it. Just got to put it on a fucking card. Um... But hey, uh, 99 Shohei, 99 Shohei. Hopefully he's insane, which I'm sure he will be. Oakland. Someone's got to get it. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy is an excellent, excellent defensive catcher. Offensively, he was pretty good this year. 758 OPS, 18 home runs. Is he going to be a starting catcher on your team? No. But he's got a decent swing, actually, and he might be fun to mess around with in events. So Sean Murphy is my choice. And then secondarily, A.J. Pook. Pook, pukey puck. It's puck. A.J. Puck. Uh, Lefty. Tall, glitchy release, has a sinker, throws really hard, will get outlier on it. He'll be used. He'll absolutely 100% be used if his hits per nine, and his, specifically his walks per nine to control, because sometimes he doesn't know where the ball's going, going. But if his walks per nine and control are, like, reasonably okay, AJ Puck, incoming. The Mariners. So this is one of our exceptions here. J-Rod got an insane card for the home run derby. He's getting a 99 here. It's time to give us the J-Rod that we deserve. Because the Home Run Derby card, they, they just screwed his fielding. Because it was, it was too early in the year to give us a full, all-out, insane, disgusting card. Now's the time. J-Rod had 28 homers, 25 steals, was electric on the field, was a massive reason why the Mariners made the playoffs. I could see him being 110 contacts, 120-ish powers... 90 in the field, 99 speed, like a really, really solid, fun card. So that's what I'm hoping for. And then, you know what? A little off the beaten path here, because Munoz has a pretty high diamond already. Luis Castillo got a postseason card. Seawall got a postseason card. Swanson's good and had a great season, but he's kind of boring. I'm going all the way down the list to Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert was about as close to an automatic great start you could get. Hesitate to call him an ace, but he was damn close. Uh, Logan Gilbert was a very good pitcher this year. 13-6 record, 3.2 ERA. 
It'd be a cool way to recognize another Mariners pitcher. Uh, Robbie Ray ain't getting it. George Kirby just got the postseason closer card, which, by the way, should be in your bullpen. It's very good. And like I said, Luis Castillo already has the 99. So I'm going Logan Gilbert there. Tejas. Tejas shockingly had two really good relievers. Brock Burke was fantastic. And so was, um, where the hell is he? Matt Moore. Matt Moore was really good. Martin Perez was also really good. But he's one of those cases where I think his 97 that he already has won't be, the 99 won't be that much better. So I think Nathaniel Lowe is a shoe in here. Uh, he hit, where are my notes? 302 with 27 home runs. Last year, his finest card didn't have a lot of pop. This one will have a little bit more. Not a ton, but a little bit more. And then I think Adolis Garcia is going to get the other one. Because Seager has a 99. Semyon has a 98. Adolis Garcia reached the 100 RBI mark. Had 27 homers, 25 steals. And is pretty damn good in the field. As I, again, exit the inventory. Um, listen. Will Garcia be used? No. Will Lowe be used? No. But you got to remember, not every card's creator for you. This is where we recognize the achievements of the previous season. So everyone's going to be happy when their team gets good cards. Right? Okay. Speed round. We're going to go through this a little faster, I hope. The Braves. Options galore. It could have been Michael Harris. It could have been Spencer Strider. It could have been... That's really it. It's going to be Dansby Swanson. Dansby in a contract year, also raked. 277, 25 homers, 96 RBI. Fan favorite swing. <clears throat> Not mine, but a lot of people's favorite swings. So I think he's a shoe-in to get something. And the other one is going to be... I passed him, didn't I? Yeah. Max Freed. Max Freed continues every single year to be just fucking good. He's just a good pitcher. 2480 ERA, 185.1 innings pitch. I know neither of those attributes or stats mean anything for these cards they're going to create, but it's just a way for us to quantify that they were one of the best pitchers in the league on their team. You know, we're just using those very base level stats to recognize greatness, and it's up to SDS to put the pieces together, which this year they've done pretty good at doing. Uh, Miami is Sandy Alcantara. He's going to be a demon. I hope this is the best pitcher in the game. He threw six complete games, he had a 228 ERA, and he threw 228 innings pitched. This guy was insane. An absolute monster. We don't even have to talk about it anymore. But I do think if Miami gets a second one, they're going to do something funny. Jazz Chisholm played 60 games this year and then got hurt and was out the rest of the season. My fantasy team was very upset for it. But Jazz, in 60 games, had 14 homers and 12 steals. He was their um, face of the franchise card at the 90 overall tier. I think... Because Jazz is a fan favorite. He's also a fan of the game. I think they're going to find the way to give him a 99. Because he didn't get any other cards this year other than that 90 in his live series. So give me... And uh, he might have gotten a BR card. Like one of the lower tier ones. I think he did a bronze maybe. So give me Jazz Chisholm. He'll be a ton of fun. Nice swing. He's a lefty. Really fast. Give me Jazz Chisholm. To the Mets. Meet the Mets. DeGrom did not pitch enough this year. 97 live series might be the best we get. Scherzer, I think we're going to get a 99 like Cy Young or a Retro Finest, something like that. So big meet Peter Alonso, 40 homers, 131 RBI, one of my top 10 favorite swings in the game. I fucking love Pete Alonso. So if they give him high enough contacts with max power, sheesh, we could, we could plug him in at first base and not think twice. Uh, and then I think Edwin Diaz <clears throat> needs to get recognized for his incredible season. He's not meta. He's going to have outlier... I'm not going to use him, but he needs to get a finest card. Opponents hit 160 against him. He had a 1.31 ERA. He was locked down. Absolutely automatic. He's about to get paid a lot of money in free agency. To the Phillies, again, 
they're in the World Series. So I think guys like Bryce, who's on track to get an insane MV, uh, World Series MVP card if they win. Uh, Reese Hoskins, I think, is going to get a card for his big home run that he hit earlier in the playoffs. I think JT, who's had a great first two games, is going to get a card. He won them the first game. Uh, so I think Kyle Schwarber is going to get the first finest. He's been kind of ho-hum in the playoffs, but he had 46 home runs in the regular season. Um, was a great signing, played pretty decent left field, was their leadoff hitter, which is hysterical. Um, but look out below. They're going to juice his contacts. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Kyle Schwarber hit 187 versus lefties. Blah, 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 blah. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a really good card. And then I think Aaron Nola is going to get a card over Zach Wheeler. Maybe both do. But in my world, only Aaron Nola does. Aaron Nola, 235 Ks, 205 innings, sinker cutter. We like those things. There's potential to actually be a starting caliber card, which we've never had of Aaron Nola before. So that'd be pretty cool. The Nationals. God, I wish we could skip them. Joey Meniscus. Meniscus. Molasses. Joey's here. What a story. Honestly, joking aside, what a story. Spent a ton of time in the minor leagues. Gets called up just because, God, the Nationals needed players. In 56 games, he hit 324 with 13 homers and had a fucking 930. 930 OPS. He's god-awful in the field. He's really not known for his, his running, but he hit the fuck out of the ball this year. Joey Benessis might be a fun card. Listen, I, I'm not advocating for necessarily putting him on the God Squad, but he might be fun. And then because we're just giving two to every team, even though I really don't want to, let's just, let's just congratulate Lane Thomas for staying in the lineup all season. Lane Thomas, 17 homers, 52 RBI. The Nationals could very well just get skipped over and get the one card. But because we're being fair, we're being equitable, we're giving every team two. So just deal with me here. Uh, the Cubbies. I think Nico Horner is not going to get a card better than this 86. I understand he had a good year, but he's really not exciting. I think they're just going to leave him at this. So I think Ian Happ is going to get a nasty, nasty, nasty card. Ian Happ is a switch hitter, a fan favorite swing, plays a lot of positions, 782 OPS and 17 ding-dongs. He had a really good season. I worry that his splits might be a little funny, but if, if they're going to juice Kyle Schwarber, they might as well juice Ian Happ, you know? That's where my head's at. And then for the second option, this one is going to be definitely a little bit different. But Justin Steele had a really good second half. Like a really, really good second half. Showed a lot of potential, a lot of promise. I think he's going to have a good season next year too. Justin Steele's a lefty starter who throws a sinker. 126 Ks in 119 innings as a starter. That's, that's good to always have a high... Um, what am I trying to say here? More Ks than innings pitch. I, it's late at night, guys. I'm fucking, I'm washed right now. Uh, but Justin Steele, I think, could be fun. He could be fun. If they give him a cutter or a changeup, he suddenly becomes incredibly viable. With just a sinker, eh, 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 maybe. But it'll be a fun card to use. Next up, Cincinnati. We could skip him too, but here we are. Kyle Farmer, kind of like Ian Happ, plays a lot of positions. He can also catch. Has a great swing. 14 homers, 701 OPS. The Reds were just a dumpster fire. Really, nobody had a good year, and nobody played a lot of games other than Kyle Farmer. So we're going to go with him. Uh, and then Alexis Diaz. Both Diaz relievers, both Diaz brothers are getting finest cards. Unfortunately, Alexis is just like Edwin, where they had great seasons, but their pitch mixes are not good for this game. 83 Ks and 63.2 innings is incredible. Something to celebrate. The Reds got themselves a diamond in the rough here. He's not going to be that good in the game. So, you know, temper expectations. 
Milwaukee Brewers. Give me, give me, give me 99 Devin Williams. I can't fucking wait. 90 Devin Williams has been one of my favorite relievers in this game. I only recently took him out of my uh, bullpen. That tells you how good he's been. Devin Williams this year, in 60.2 innings, struck out 96 batters. Sheesh! Give this guy good BB per nine and good control, and he'll be a, a closer on a lot of a lot of Diamond Dynasty teams. I can't wait for Devin Williams. And honestly, if we had to pick a second one, Renfro's deserving of one. Adamas is deserving of one. Uh, one. Rowdy Telez is deserving of one. I'm going with Willie Adamas just to keep up some positional flexibility. He's a middle infielder. Had a very good year defensively. Is great in the field all the time. 31 homers, 98 RBI. I mean, he could be a sneaky, well-rounded uh, shortstop if they give him some contact. If they keep his contact low, I'm not sure. But this card could be a lot of fun. Moving on to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Brian Reynolds is the only player we're talking about on that team. He had an 806 OPS, um, so he's going to get their finest. And then this is a shot in the dark because O'Neill Cruz already has a 99. David Bednar has an all-star card. I kind of think Rowanzi Contreras is fun. Listen, if they do 97 overall finest, Rowanzi Contreras could get one. This is a total shot in the dark. It's probably incredibly inaccurate. If you're a Pirates fan, you're probably like, Kenny, what the fuck are you talking about? Contreras had 95 innings pitched and a 225 batting average against. Very impressive. He pitched against the Yankees uh, in September, and I believe only let up one hit through five innings. That was also the game that Judge hit his 60th and Giancarlo Stanton hit a walk-off grand slam if I remember correctly. But I was blown away and impressed by how good this kid was. Rowanzi Contreras is going to be a really good pitcher for this team. I am not kidding. So, he'll only be there for three years because they'll trade him. But beside the point, give him a finest card. The Cardinals. So, between Arenado and Goldschmidt, one of them's going to get a finest, the other one's going to get saved for something else, like a retro finest or something else. I think they're going to save Arenado. So, I'm giving Goldschmidt... The finest. He was an MVP candidate, 35 homers, 115 RBI, over 400 on base percentage. He's going to crush lefties. He's going to be better versus righties than this live series card. I think he's going to end up just being a bench bat, but if you like Goldie, there he is. And then I think even though the 97 Helsley's already pretty damn good, I, I don't know how you disregard Ryan Helsley's season. You have to give him a finest card. He had 94 strikeouts with a 1-2-5 ERA. He was electric. Give him the card. Moving on. One division left. This has been a long episode. Thank you guys for bearing with me, but it's also been a fun episode. Zach Gallen. He got a 98 already. I know I know that. I understand. I think he should have been the Lightning. We discussed that um, many episodes ago. But Zach Gallen was about the only bright spot on this fucking Arizona Diamondbacks team. 12-4. One, uh, 192 strikeouts. 2.54 ERA. Sinker. Uh, he's, he's had a sinker in the past, I think, but he throws a cutter. Um, he doesn't really know where the ball's going, but it's whatever. It's fine. And then if we're given a second one, because Christian Walker already has a 96, Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho plays the outfield and catcher, which is just very strange. But he's actually got a kind of nice swing, and he had 27 homers and 16 steals this year, so pretty well-rounded. With good in the field. The fact that he can play three outfield positions and catch and is still an 87 fielding is very impressive. Um, will he be God Squad material? Probably not. I'd be shocked. But let's get it to Dalton Varsho. The Rockies. Daniel Bard had a phenomenal season. 179 ERA, 60.1 innings pitched. Kind of fell off the face of the earth. 
still doesn't really know where the ball's going because he just closes his eyes and throws it. But if they juice up his control and BB per nine, Daniel Bard could be a weapon in bullpens because he's going to have outlier and his sinker's going to move a ton. If they're getting a second one, Colorado is going to get CJ Crone. I know that's exceptionally boring, but nobody else on this team played well. If they want to get tricky and, and kind of give us something fun, imagine they gave us a juiced Ryan McMahon. I think a lot of people would enjoy that. He had a pretty good season and he's great in the field. I think it's going to be CJ Crone because he was just himself again. 29 homers, 102 RBI. The Dodgers, this is, this is a fuckery. There's a lot of directions we can go. Mookie already has a 99. Trey already has a 99. Kershaw needs a 99. He's not going to get a finest. Gonsolin deserves a 99, but he already has a 97, and nobody wanted the 97, so I think he stays alone. I think, ultimately, Evan Phillips gets snubbed of a finest, and Will Smith gets snubbed of a finest. I think they both deserve it. I think they both get snubbed. I think their first finest is going to be Julio Urias. Julio Urias was great this year. 17-7, 2.16 ERA. Unfortunately, he has one of the most readable deliveries in the game, and... His pitch mix sucks. Doesn't mean he doesn't deserve a, a finest 99. And then secondly, Freddie Freeman. In his first year with the Dodgers, dude was absolutely insane. Led the world with a 325 batting average, 918 OPS. His power was definitely low. They're going to end up probably just giving really high contacts with 100 powers. That card could play. But just temper expectations. This is not going to be like a monstrously juiced power Freddie Freeman. Two more teams. We're at home stretch. Manny Machado, I think, in my opinion, was the National League MVP this year. He showed it in the postseason. The fact that he did not get a postseason card shows you that he's getting a finest. He had 32 homers, was incredible in the field. Hopefully, please God, Machado's good. 99 Machado finest in the past has been a third baseman I've used. His swing is always a little fucky. Just, just give me something. Give me something good. Hope, I haven't used really Machado cards at all this year, so I can't even tell you if they fixed this swing. I hope they did. Please, in the comments, tell me if I'm wrong. And then, you uh, Darvish, I think, is getting the second one. You know, Hassan Kim had a good year. Blake Snell had a good year. Musgrove's got a postseason card. Jake Cronenworth had a good year. Yerickson Profar had a really good year. He's a sneaky guy for a finest. But I think we're going to go you Darvish. He has a 97 second half card. He could get a 99 here. That doesn't preclude him. Had 197 strikeouts, 3.1 ERA. This card says he throws five pitches. He actually throws like 11, which they can't do and that will be the show. But the guy is just filthy. And then finally, the Giants. Carlos Rodon is about to get paid. Biggie time, I hope, by the Yankees. 237 strikeouts in 178 innings is just dumb. Just dumb. Unfortunately, he's also very readable, and he only throws shit pitches. So it sucks, but he's going to get a card. And then, you know, John Peterson, I didn't realize it until about an hour ago, had a great year. But he just got a 98, so I don't think he's getting one. Logan Webb had a really good year, but I don't think we're getting Logan Webb. I think we're going to get something cool like Tyro Estrada. Really cool story. Former Yankee prospect, got shot in the leg, rehabbed it, came back, eventually found his way to San Francisco, finally got playing time, has been playing well. 14 homers, 21 steals, 722 OPS this year. Listen, is he, is he going to be the best card ever created? No. But this is a cool way to give us fun cards like this. So I, I think Tyro Estrada is deserving. Boys and girls, I'm out of breath and I'm thirsty. This is a long episode, or at the, really not even that long, but we just we said a lot of words really quickly. Um, so I will be saving this sheet of paper. We're going to go over it. At least I will. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter how I did to see how many finest I got correct. And we'll go from there. Guys, this is one of the biggest weeks of content. 
Finest is great. Unfortunately, being completely transparent, that also means that After Finest content is going to wind down. It's going to come to a almost near screeching halt. I think it's going to go through December. And then January, February, March are going to be pretty fucking slow. But enjoy the remaining part of this game cycle. As bad as the gameplay has been, the content has been superb. I hope it stays that way. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for dealing with my stream sabbatical. Again, I'm back this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Twitch.tv slash KDJTV. That is it. I'm out of words. Goodbye. Talk to you next week.